It was based in Manchester before that. Recently? asked Nazarene. This was a sad bachelor room. About four years ago, said Most. Doesn't look like he's moved on much, does it? Dr. Fisher said from the doorway. The victim was dressed in a t-shirt and shorts, his head and body slumped forward over his computer. His blood looked as if it had been dashed against the desk and the walls, indicating it had come out in high-velocity gushes. It was concentrated on the computer, desk and wall Mardling had been facing. Was he attacked from behind? Nazarene asked. Correct, said Dr. Fisher. His neck was cut with a sharp implement, probably a knife. I'll know more when we're back at the lab. So far we've found no murder weapon, said DCI Most. I've got the lads outside searching. Nazarene had seen something similar once after a gang hit. The blood splatter is fairly aggressive, she said, like spurts. Did the perp cut the carotid artery, doctor? Very good, sergeant. Dr. Fisher pointed at the sliced neck. He would have lost consciousness pretty instantly and bled out in minutes. What a horrible, violent end to a life. Well, at least it was quick said Nazarene. Do you think the perp knew what he was doing? It looks like a precision cut, said the doctor, so either he knew his anatomy or he got lucky. DCI most nodded and wrote something in his notebook. And presumably the perp's clothes would be covered too, said Nazarene. I've told the lads to look for discarded clothing as well, said the DCI. She's a sharp one, this one. I'd keep hold of her if I were you, Ed. Dr. Fisher winked at Nazarene. She's too young for you, Jim, Most said. Nazarene felt herself blush again. And then she'd been sent to fetch the DCI's tea. Had she spoken out of turn? Did the DCI think she couldn't cope with the rigours of a ghoulish crime scene? No. She was sure DCI Most made all his sergeants run round after him. Perhaps he drunk sweet tea to help combat a shock, keep his mind clear. They all did what they had to to cope with a crime scene like this. She understood sacrifices needed to be made. She'd better text Claire and cancel their planned cinema trip tomorrow. Claire had ditched her plenty of times to work late in her bid to make partner at her law firm. That's why their friendship worked so well. They both knew the job came first. Members of the public were gathered outside the crime scene tape, peering up at the terraced house. What was PC Thomas doing on the door? It was PC Foland. This wasn't protocol. Mind your step, ma'am. Spindly Jamie's usually pale face looked positively drained. The toe of her boot nudged a puddle of sick on the floor. Oh, Jamie, and inside the cordon. I couldn't help it. It just... Do you think there'll be a disciplinary, ma'am? He looked stricken. She still wasn't used to being called ma'am. It made her feel old. She'd paused too long now. I bet Dr. Fisher loves you. Jamie's mouth turned down. Drat, she'd meant that to be light-hearted. She tried to give him a reassuring smile. I best go find the gov. Yes, ma'am. Jamie held the door for her. Inside, she gathered her thoughts. She needed to speak to the victim's mother. She was with the relationship officers now. The Sokos were out back looking for evidence of how the perpetrator gained access. DCI most favoured the alley that ran along the back of the houses. It wouldn't be hard to vault the fence and enter through the garden. A robbery gone wrong? Perhaps.
The perpetrator could have assumed everyone was asleep, come across Alan Mardling and in the panic killed him. There were no immediate signs of anything missing. Little sign of a struggle. No evidence of forced entry. But she felt there was something disturbing about the way the man's throat had been cut. Too... sacrificial. The flask felt warm in her pocket. DCI most could wait a minute while she took another quick look at the body. Nazarene took the stairs two at a time. She could hear people moving around. One of the forensics team must still be here. She reached the bedroom door and froze. But she wasn't staring at the blood. She was staring at the person in front of it. Was she a scene of crime officer? No, ridiculous. She was just at espressos. How'd she... Where'd she... Freddy Venton, what the hell are you doing here? Freddy. And it was dead.